Don't What's fuck going him. on? Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Phil. This episode of the Limbo Podcast is brought to you by FunkyMooseRecords.ca. That's FunkyMooseRecords.ca. Saskatchewan owned and operated. You go to that website after this episode, FunkyMooseRecords.ca. Be sure to use the discount code LIMBO at checkout. That's going to get you 10% off your first order. Remember, these guys ship worldwide, no problem. So all my listeners out there, if you're looking for some sweet vinyl, sweet selection, sweet deals on vinyls, you're not going to want to look any further than FunkyMooseRecords.ca. Trust me. All right, guys. It's Saturday night, and I'm very pleased to welcome Hannah Barricat to the show. How are you doing tonight, Hannah? I'm good. How are you? Doing well, doing well. You are in Texas, is that right? Yes, Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas. Okay, okay. That's cool. Yeah. I'm in, I'm in Canada. And you're in Ontario. No, yeah. I'm in, I'm in uh, Saskatchewan. Nope. You're in Saskatchewan. That's awesome. And so random. That's and I have a lot of history in Saskatchewan. Do tell. This is crazy, really. I, well, um, my, my mother's father, my grandfather, oh. used to own a fishing resort in Saskatoon called uh, uh, Sportsman's Lodge. Oh, really? And we used to go up there every single year and like drive up there from Oklahoma. Um, and that's where I got the chicken pox. It's where I saw leeches for the first time, um, <laughs> you know, where I ate Red River all the time. And it's Whoa. like my favorite hot breakfast yeah. thing because of that. Um, so, yeah. Rode a lot of pontoon boats, planes. Yeah. Planes. Pontoon plane boats. North planes with boats. Yeah. Way up north Saskatchewan then, right? Would that be way north if you have to use those to get in and out? That's like... I think so. It's, I was a wee little person. So, and I haven't been as an adult, so I'm not really sure. Because once it changed hands, mm -hmm. I don't know how it's doing anymore. I don't know. I'm only, I'm about, I'm two hours, two hours from Saskatoon. So that's cool. Okay. That's sweet. (laughs) I doubt anything's changed in this province since you've been here last. I don't know. I actually, I lived in Ontario, in Ottawa for like over three years. Oh, really? Um, yeah. I actually got married in Ottawa at the city oh, hall. Really? That's interesting. Yeah, weird connections with Canada. I do love it yeah. there. How did you, how did you end up in Ottawa for three years? What were you doing up there? Uh, I chased my boyfriend, mm-hmm. who's now my husband. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, awesome. Yeah. I mean, usually like if you tell that story, it's like, that was really creepy, but That's then you uh, find out that yeah. like, we're together oh, okay. and we've been together for 10 years. So it's like, Oh, okay, good. That's yeah. weird. But good. true love does <laughs> exist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, awesome. we got married at city hall in Ottawa. It's my, we have a lot of friends and family there and I used to perform there and have a lot of musical family there. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. That's cool. A little Canadian connection. I like that. Yeah. I like that. So I guess when when did you uh, when did you first get your start doing this music thing? Um, like professionally or yeah. just like well, just music in general. Is the thing. I, th- I think music <laughs> is the thing. Just just so, what what did you when you were a kid? You heard some music play and you thought, "Damn it, I want to do this." I honestly I don't know what music started it. Mm-hmm. My dad used to listen to like 
really traditional Arabic music and then really, really 90s, like whatever was on the radio. And I didn't really love that stuff, but I have been singing since I was born. Um, I used to like take my Barbies on tour around the house Mm -hmm. and like perform and like sing in the corner. And like I had at one point I had like a tour bus and a Barbie that had a guitar. And I was like, this is what I do now. And, (laughs) um, but I tried to take it seriously after a while. Um, I, when I was in high school, I did music. I, I studied music to prepare for college. And I also did like choir and musical theater and all those things. Um, And I ended up getting into Berkeley College of Music in Boston. And I went there um, for a little over three years and I have a degree in songwriting from there. Um, And basically the day after my graduation was my first official fully paid gig that was the start of my actual profession because I felt like, I don't know, it was kind of like a parting gift from Berkeley because they actually hired me to perform at a faculty event. And I felt like it was my like, congratulations, you've graduated. Here's some money. <laughs> Not that it helps anything after you go to Berkeley. Yeah, um, but like, you know, go off into the world. Um, yeah. So, so all of that being said, about 10 years. Well, 10 years. Okay. That's awesome. Well, that's great. Yeah. I've been, I've been listening to Siren a lot and that's, uh, oh, yeah? that is one hell of an album you got there, lady. Holy shit. Thank you. That's so awesome. It's Thank great. You. No, it's serious. Like seriously, like I don't, I don't just blow smoke up people's asses on here. Like I, I enjoy the, I enjoy the music a lot for sure. Like that's awesome. I think my favorite song, like I like Into the Night. That's a great one. But I, I really love um, Leave a Light On. Really? That is, that's your jam. That's my fucking jam. That makes me really happy. That's awesome. <laughs> I like the well, I because I, I listened to the the album version, but what I love is the uh, the just you and your acoustic version that you got on YouTube. Oh that's yeah, crazy. that's crazy. Those were the baby days. That was the. Ba- <laughs> that was when, I, like, I had just written that song, and even the Seriously? bridge section of the song yeah. is different because I yeah, I, I thought, hadn't fully <laughs> developed it. <laughs> I was listening. I was like, okay, now, oh, that's different. I see. <laughs> Yeah. Like it just, I don't know. I just hadn't had a chance to really like get into it yet. So it hadn't morphed into the full, full form yet, but that, you know, those were the bones. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's awesome. That is crazy. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know how you sing like you do, but hell yeah. You keep it up. I <laughs> practice crazy. a lot. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, there's that. Yeah, for sure. Um, like a lot, a lot. Like a lot. How, how much you practice in a day? You practice every day, I take it. So you don't screw I, up. I don't practice every day, but we have band rehearsal Mm -hmm. once or twice a week, usually around four hours each time. And then whenever we're not in the middle of an apocalypse, um, (laughs) or a pandemic. Which is rare, which is rare nowadays. It's a pandemic. Um, Just, you know, and that and like other things, like the political shitstorm, all the things. Um, So when we're not in an apocalypse year, lifetime, um, I'm usually performing... um, somewhere between like three and five times a week wow. usually so and some of the gigs are solo mm-hmm. um i do private events yeah. uh, and then some of the gigs are full band so between those two things that i do i'm usually playing somewhere around like 18 20 hours a week a week yeah um wow. so that's usually how much i practice now these days I'm slacking off and i well because usually i get paid to do this and then yeah. i don't have to sing in a room by myself but these days 
you know, with work being so crazy um, and non-existent, mm-hmm. I have to actually practice like traditionally. So Jesus. it's a bit weird. That's weird. That's weird. I don't like it. No, no, for sure. It's not just, as fun. It's not as, yeah, I, I just, I think this pandemic has completely screwed everyone except me because I've been just fucking finding amazing guests like yourself on here to talk to because nobody's doing anything. But I feel bad for the musicians most of all because that's like, that's your guys' livelihood. That's what you're, you know, you bust your ass as it is without a pandemic to try to, you know, piece together a living doing it. And then you throw in, you can't like, I don't know. What's, what are some, what are some ways you're just keeping the boat afloat going with this music thing without being able to play gigs? Like, are you doing the live stream route and shit like that? Yeah, we're doing, so my drummer and I, Lisa, my drummer, she um, is my best friend and um, I'm really grateful and lucky that she gets along really well with my husband. So (laughs) she lives across the hallway from us in our apartment building. So she has been here like through the whole pandemic, Mm -hmm. like through the whole everything, even when we weren't going to the grocery store. Um, So uh, otherwise I think we all would have killed ourselves or killed each other, something like it was, you know, extreme. Um, isolation times totally. sorry that was too extreme i didn't mean no to hey so it's in this um, in my house dark it's time. yeah dark yeah, it's extreme yeah. um but so she because she like she and i had access to each other we were live streaming once a week for i don't know i think we did it for almost four months okay. um it it was a bit depressing after a while Um, I loved the interaction. I still love going on there and and being able to connect with people, especially finding new people and reaching out to people that would never normally be able to come to one of our shows. You know, let's say they're in Eastern Europe or something. They, you know, we haven't gone to Europe yet. So um, certain connections have been made that are really exciting, Uh, but it just kind of, it weighs on my soul. Um, You're a performer. Yeah. I mean, I'm a performer. This is what I've been like physically training to do my entire life and to not be able to do it in the way that, I mean, even singing indoors in a building that's not meant for loud sounds um, is just enough to kind of hinder my performance because I'm trying, like, I don't want to bother anybody, but I also have to do it a certain way or it doesn't come out. Like I, I'm a very loud singer and some of my songs are really intense. So you can't just be like, you you know, you can't, you can't bring it down. You know, you you can't stifle Um, yourself like that. You go, yes, I can't. Um, So that's the live stream thing. I mean, we also did a live stream at a, a venue here in town that was phenomenal. And we had a really amazing turnout digitally online um of the video yeah it was a full hour performance um it was our one year anniversary i saw that i saw you post that on facebook and you're talking about the company that did it and it sounded so good yeah 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 yeah. that's cool yeah um it was it it was really really cool um and i was you know we're planning on doing some more things like that Mm -hmm. um and on a stage, it was a little bit more freeing, Mm -hmm. but it's still just a really odd sensation to not be able to, you know, see people's expressions when you're performing, see how they're responding to what's happening in the room. Um, I mean, it's a very emotional thing for me and my music for me is still very emotional. And I, you know, kind of go through all those emotions in my performance. So whenever there's no one there, I feel like it's a little bit like less genuine. 
because I don't really know where I'm connecting. Right, because I, I imagine when you're up there, you know, you're, you're pouring everything you got out to these people. I try. You, you, well, you do, from what I've seen, you do, and you reciprocate their energy back because, you know, it's just like, holy shit, look at this woman doing her thing. It's just fucking crazy. But yeah, doing that to a, a phone camera or laptops, and just kind of like, eh, I could, I could totally see that for sure. Yeah. So uh, on last Thursday, we did a private Zoom concert um, for a, a nonprofit called Women Crush Music. Okay. And it was really fun. And I there was like this one thing that happened that really like surprised me. We had kind of like a sound man who was doing the in between, like put you in a green room and then broadcast the performance to the zoom audience okay. Okay. and the guy in the green room i saw his face on the screen the whole time and i could i never see anybody i just see the camera but i saw him on zoom and he was like rocking out he had his headphones on he was jamming and i was and he even clapped a couple times and i was like that made me feel so good to have one person in the audience even and yeah. usually performers will tell you that it is horrifying the less amount of people that are there mm -hmm. in an audience the yeah. more scary it is like yeah. if I, i've performed in front of like thirty-seven thousand people and in that wow. moment nothing matters yeah you know you can't see one face exactly. you don't know like it's fine but you go and there's like five people in yeah the room, then it's a little like, oh my god <laughs> but when you're in a pandemic and you haven't seen anybody's face and you're playing for the cameras to see one face it's like yes thank god <laughs> honestly it like it made me so happy it, it really likes sparked something in me like i could even see it when i watched the video back i was like oh That's i miss this i miss people yeah <laughs> I, I miss, do. I miss people. people i miss hugs too yeah. i really do i'm yeah. i know a lot of people are kind of get like getting more comfortable and a little bit like lax with their their pandemic procedure you know their daily routine yeah. i really i can't do that i my father lives nearby and i have to go see him a lot and my mom is moving to town mm -hmm. um and they're both almost 70 yeah. um and like well you're, you're doing the responsible one. thing yeah i'm trying i haven't i it's haven't seen not... my parents for like since this all started i talked to my it's... mom today on the phone it's fucking brutal i got i got two little kids here they can't see their grandkids because they're high risk like i hear you sister it sucks it fucking sucks it's horrible yeah. have you done like the drive up um like a like basically yeah, like my, drive by see grandma yeah we've done that like they've they've come by and they've like stood outside the house whatever down by the driveway we did that a couple of times but it's like yeah, it sucks you know Ugh, we must really like family suck. suppers or whatever right like it's like eh. but yeah i don't know the whole thing's just been horrible for everybody I it's think. hard but, and I, I definitely like I can see I found ways to see an upside to certain mm -hmm. parts of this mm -hmm. um, for myself and I'm lucky that I can even say that because I know a lot of people it's just I mean it's just been one thing after another just yeah. a terror like this is a really hard time and I am not saying it hasn't been hard yeah. because it's been crazy yeah. but I I've had a few things that I'm just like these are holding me together and and they're positive enough that they can keep me focused on something right what, what were some of those things if you don't mind my asking um the biggest thing for me i started hiking every nice. day yep. with lisa mm -hmm. we go out on the trail like we even have like hiking backpacks that we have like hydro packs one mm -hmm. you know two liter jugs of water on our back um and we go sometimes like eight nine miles nice so it takes like three hours every day and yeah. we go out in the woods and like get dirty and like kick rocks and you know like see deer and mm -hmm. 
almost die from seeing snakes and, you know, like all kinds of things that I, I almost, I've played gigs outdoors where I see kids like playing with rocks and like rubbing dirt all over their face. And I'm always like, I forgot what it feels like to be a kid. Cause like you didn't care about that stuff. You didn't, you know, you know, you have kids. Um, That's all they want to do. That's all they want to do. Yeah. But like, <laughs> but that's an amazing sensation. So it's nice to go out in nature and it's nice to see things and see different birds and hear different yeah. sounds and just get fresh air. Yeah. You know, I'm still, there's a kind of bird here. I'm, I'm very, I'm a bird friendly person. I really mm-hmm. like, especially like the larger birds, like hawks and eagles and stuff like that. <laughs> there's a bird out here that I cannot figure out what it is. And until I do, I can't stop walking because I'm like, I you're going to find it. Yeah. I have been looking it up online. I cannot figure it out. There's like 10 of them out there and they are all friends. They're all friends. So, are they so, yeah. huge? How big are, yeah, are they? No, they're huge. So they look, so they look like a cross between an eagle and a buzzard because they have okay. an eagle shaped body, but their neck is longer than normal. And they're mostly dark black and dark brown. And they have white in the middle of their wings. And then they have a little bit of white around their neck, just enough to confuse you, but I cannot. And they're very loud and they live, like they they huddle together in trees in this one area that we go to. And I can't get to where they are without walking through snake territory. Yeah, you don't So I don't walk over there, no. but I can see it. And it's driving me nuts. Um, but these are the things that have come up in my life. <laughs> it was like, I have to figure out what this bird is. Damn it, so, I will. <laughs> I can't even get close enough to take a picture and like send it out to the masses. Be like, to someone be, help. What is this? It's I not a, know. It's not a condor, is it? I don't think so. The closest thing that I found is a Mexican eagle. Mexico. But okay. even still, the white was in the wrong spot, but the shape was right. Hmm. I'm telling you. You might have found a new species. Not by me. You could name it the Barracat. <laughs> the Barracat Eagle. There you go. I like it. This is make people so confused. <laughs> like, is it a bear? Is it a cat? Is it an eagle? It's like the first time I heard a tarantula hawk. I'm like, is it a hawk or is it a tarantula? Well, what's a tarantula hawk? Oh, Google it. I, no, I can't. If it's a spider, I can't do it, bro. <laughs> no, Google it. Google, no, Google it. That sounds yeah. scary. Tarantula hawk is a kind of um, wasp. Oh, well, that's fine. They're big. I know that. <laughs> I don't oh, like. They go for tarantulas, obviously. So there you yes. go. It's literally called a tarantula hawk. It is horrendous. Uh, but we have those here, so you have to know Jesus about it. Christ. <laughs> so are you talking? They're like this. I mean, so they, they're they're. They're not as big as tarantulas, but they're okay. very large. But they somehow they have like such a strong sting that they can kill large spiders like that, and they love them. So it's it's a thing. It's a it's a whole thing. So you have tarantulas. I, I, I end up researching things I'm afraid of. That's good. It's good to know so, what you're up against. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. I agree with that. Yeah. So you have tarantulas freely roaming around Texas. Have you ever seen one out in the yes. open? Just. Yes. No. Listen, okay. I lived in Canada. I know there's all kinds of weird ass shit. There's no tarantulas, dude. Yeah, but there's those centipede wood centipedes that are like the blonde ones that have like a bajillion. Those are the worst. When you flip the lights on in your basement, and they're just like they scatter. We have those. Yeah, we have those. So you have moose. We have moose. Yeah, 
Yeah. Have a few moose, the brothers, they're no, whatever. They're cute. They're fine. <laughs> yeah, unless you get them angry. No, they're not. They're not friendly, but they're nice to look at. <laughs> I'm just saying, there's you know, there's an upside and a downside to all of the places that we live in. Um, yeah. I actually, my my most horrifying experience with a tarantula was in Lebanon, yeah. like in the Middle East. Jesus. One crawled in my bathroom window while I was sitting on my porcelain throne. Mm-hmm. And it was a very bad moment. You can find the photo on my Instagram. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it was like it was as big as my head, and it definitely was murdered that night. No kidding. And not by me. Yeah, no. I couldn't do it. No. My little Danish roommate killed it. Your little Danish roommate killed it. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Had to be done. That's crazy. I filmed it. You filmed it? it? Yeah. It was like really extreme. It was so big. So they it kill was... it with like a machete, like fucking No, she put a she put her rain boot, like her knee high yeah. rain boot through her arm and like put her hand in it and then and just... just attacked it. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's Which crazy. honestly, very useful, very resourceful. Quite. Yeah, well you have yeah. to be. Yeah. yeah. The Danes are, I find, you know. They just Yeah. <laughs> they'll, they'll we we have to be <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do, yeah. <laughs> Just a part of our like survival instincts. Survival instincts, yeah, for sure, for sure. Jesus, that's fucking wildlife is crazy. Tarantula hawks. I know, and I I try to be I like try to embrace nature, but we have scorpions here too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so the scorpions are like they're a problem. They're a problem because my do they get inside your apartment? Yes, I found one on this wall. No. before and they're always babies too which is like oh. more of a problem because one oh. the babies hurt you more when they sting you really but they're so small yeah. my dad had one in his bed i know these are like i don't i don't even know how i like we live in homes yeah. how did people ever live out in the nature yeah. with that kind of nature <laughs> you know <laughs> out in the nature <laughs> like how did people live like i swear every time i think of saskatchewan i think of leeches i'm like how did anybody ever like take a bath in the river if every time they went in they came out with blood suckers on them just can't handle it and like how did we get on this subject (laughs) it doesn't matter that's that's how it goes here that's how we do it on the limbo podcast we just talk and see where it goes it's fine like i said it's it's fairly it's a fairly loose thing it's all good Oh man, yeah, Ugh. I have a hard time with that. I had a friend that had that bought a, a scorpion as a pet, and I was like, "What in the fuck are you doing? Why would you want? Why would you willingly want a scorpion?" He called it Garth, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious, but was, terrifying. Our neighbors below us have like a like a six foot python, no, and like yeah, I don't. Yeah, I know. That's what. I'm just like, they even have small dogs too. And I'm like, with a, how do with you feel python. safe at night going to sleep with your tiny little fluff balls next to your jet, your monster python? What are you doing? <laughs> it's just, I haven't seen it. I've seen no. pictures, but I haven't seen it. And I don't think I can handle it. Because once I know that it's like underneath me, because it's the apartment below me. <laughs> so that's apartment life for you living in the city. That's it's apartment just, life. Jesus. Yeah. Six foot python too. Yeah. I guess I'd feel pretty safe if I had if I had a python like a guard python, you know, like a guard. How's that? Python. Unless it's like Nargili from Harry Potter, it's not going to do much for you. You know. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, exactly. 
just saying. Well, yeah. unless you speak parcel tongue, it's not really gonna. It's gonna not work gonna out. help it. Yeah. No, I don't think so. I don't think it's gonna work in your favor. Not in your favor. Yeah. No. No, definitely not mine. No, that's hilarious. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't do the creepy crawlies at all. So that's fair. Yeah, actually, out on the hiking trail, one like twenty-four hour stretch, I saw like five snakes. And it was so upsetting because one of the snakes was six feet long and it was quite large. It was a rat snake, not yeah. a rattlesnake, but so a rat snake. Not venomous, it was, right? It was what? Rat snakes aren't venomous. Non-venomous, okay. but they are aggressive. Yeah. And it was huge. I mean, almost as long as the car that we were walking by. It was huge. And it was just on the street like we weren't even in the trail we were like on the side street and i was like this i quit yeah that's enough i got chased by horse flies for like a month every time okay. i went on the trail i had yeah. to run we have those what? i imagine everything is bigger in texas as they say yes. so i'm thinking your horse flies yeah de bigger definitely. definitely here they're about yeah uh. yeah <laughs> precisely <laughs> This is like you could you couldn't even catch him in a jar like this. <laughs> the size of a Buick. It was crazy. <laughs> I mean, I have a picture of the snake to prove that it was six feet long because it was a picture of it next to the car. For um, scale. The here's the car for scale, and here's the snake. <laughs> right. It was a Camry, so I'm like, what's the size of a Camry? Uh, <laughs> Holy shit! It was. A, is it like, I mean, I, every time I see somebody on that street that lives there, I'm like, did you know that there's this? And I show them a picture and they're like, oh yeah, we live here. You know, we know. I'm I've like, seen that one. where's your gun? <laughs> <laughs> like, I understand now why everybody in Texas have guns. It's like, cause the snakes. You have to, I could see it for that. That makes sense. If I live in Texas in snake country, I'd have a fucking gun too. That's it. If I had a house for all the times that I've seen people's property and they're like oh yeah we got rattlesnakes i'm like mm -mm. Mm. no oh, no, no i do you. not accept <laughs> i won't thank you i will not have any rattlesnakes in my house <laughs> mm -mm. jesus yeah. that's insane but it's still fun to come out here just saying you should come text us it's great <laughs> no. you just have to be vigilant just have to <laughs> Keep your head on the slope at all times. Don't look at, yeah. don't touch the snakes. They're fine. The cockroaches fly. They're like this big. Flying. You know. Okay. I was talking to, I was talking to another band on Curtain Call on, um, must have, yeah, Thursday, Anything But Human. And they're, yeah, anything yeah. But human. They're in Dallas. They're in Dallas. That's right. Yeah. And uh, they're like, I was talking to Joel and Ryan and they're like, yeah. they're just like, stop talking. They're like looking at each other. And I was like, Oh, sorry. Like this, this huge fucking cockroach just walked by. It's like, oh my god! It's... <laughs> Where were they outside? They were no, they were in their jam space. Oh, so one must oh, have gotten in or something. It was like, Ew. you know, something to to get on the other creepy crawler things. Uh, we so like on the trail, we have an obscene amount of grasshoppers, and they sound like rattlesnakes, yes. and they bump into you, yep. and they'll like bounce they into hurt. your face. Yeah. they they're large like they're like really big but they just bounce all over the place but there's a certain time of year where a plague of crickets comes out of the sewers and they are in every building like if you go to the grocery store there's crickets you can hear them everywhere you go into a guitar center there's crickets everywhere it's you like walk down the street you crunch them by accident like it's i, I don't understand it 
but it's like a thing that they even say they have to sometimes shut down schools and like fumigate because, because there's so many crickets. there's so many crickets <laughs> Holy i'm shit. telling you like the world is weird i is mean there, these are they these black are things people adapt to too oh, i guess yeah well fuck it we'll just shut everything down and kill them all then we'll get back to it like are they like the yeah. black crickets or are they albino yeah. crickets because i've no, seen albino crickets and those are fucking gross Gross. I've never seen an albino cricket, mm. but speaking of squirrels in Canada, mm-hmm. squirrels in mm-hmm. in so squirrels in Ontario were black. What color are your squirrels? <laughs> um, like brown. Just they regular. are brown. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, because we've got brown squirrels here too, mm-hmm. but but in Ottawa, all the squirrels were black, like solid black, and I was so confused. They do not look like normal squirrels no they look like do you know what i'm talking about yeah i know what you're talking about they almost look they look like a skunk then yeah they have like a like a different shaped nose what the hell i'm gonna have to google it and see you're gonna have to look it up because that was like my husband's from lebanon he (laughs) doesn't really see squirrels so like when we were in canada he saw black squirrels and he was like oh yeah squir- like those are that's what squirrels are and then we got to texas and they were all like brown and like blondish colored yeah he was like what is this and i'm like what those are what normal squirrels <laughs> <laughs> those aren't the east coast squirrels i don't know though. what those squirrels were <laughs> oh, jesus Just... they were the it was confusing gothic squirrels they're squirrels that have seen some shit like they're just so <laughs> sad they turned to black <laughs> they lost all hope i don't know well i thought that would be the ones down here the ones in canada are like we're free you're free thank god yeah i don't know squirrels are funny i love squirrels yeah well come on back it's fine i mean we'll have to come visit soon back to ottawa families up there yeah all your families up there well whenever they open the border i guess you can still fly in can't you um i'm really not sure i think that that is only like uh you have to have like written, written approval first, I think. Mm. Like you're either flying there for personal or business reasons and you have to have like a valid. Holy shit. Like a family waiver kind of. Oh, Things okay. are really weird. I don't think people realize if they're not normally travelers, like I, I travel a lot and I've traveled a lot and I don't mm. think people are really realizing how limited um, travel is right now. Even for Canadian and American citizens, like, you yeah. know, usually our passports get us all over the place. Yeah. Um, but I think that I don't think people are realizing just how, how restricted, like we're not allowed to go to a lot of places right now yeah. because of the plague. <laughs> not the cricket plague, which will be happening in 2021, just in time. Yeah. For- <laughs> yeah just wait. <laughs> Actually, it'll probably be here in November. I think it usually happens oh. like October oh. every year. Yeah. Looking forward to it. You'll have <laughs> to put it on your Instagram and be like, see? <laughs> There's always a plague here or something, but it's usually awesome. in the like insect variety. This yeah. time is like the real one. No, it's the real one. Yeah, I don't know. It's just been, I don't know. It's never, it, it wasn't anything I could ever even fathom happening in my lifetime. But my yeah, wife I called it from the get go when, when all this shit started in Wuhan. She's like, okay, I give it, I give it like two months. It'll be here. And I'm like, okay, honey, like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're not far off. Yeah. And then she says, this is a pandemic. I was like, they haven't said that word yet. Next day, you know, recall the pandemic. Oh, there you go. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. It, honestly, like this, this whole situation kind of took me by surprise. Like I'm, I, I watch the news a lot. I, tr- I have a lot of friends and family all over the world. So mm-hmm. I, I try to be pretty vigilant about like 
just kind of checking in like, okay, no, you know, nothing crazy is happening here. Everybody's okay over here. Turkey's not on fire. Lebanon's okay. Like I'm, you know, it's kind of just how I am. And, and even still, like I kind of felt when, when everything shut down was at the peak of our busy season Mm -hmm. and March South by Southwest, all these things that we had going on. And I was so bullheaded and so, um, I mean, for, you know, I was kind of engrossed in my own stuff, trying to get everything together. And I am like the mother bear and the coordinator for all these things. So um, I was really focused on all that and, and didn't really see this coming. And whenever everything shut down, I was like, wait, what, (laughs) what did I miss? What's going on? What's happening? Like, I kind of knew a little bit here and there, and I was hearing stuff and I was like, okay, this sounds weird. I don't really know, but it just kind of surprised me. And now I'm like jaws on the floor all the time. Just like, yeah. Well, and that's just it. And if you keep, I think I had to stop listening to the news. It's like, I'll check the numbers in my area type thing. But aside from like, I had to stop listening to the health ministers and shit like that. Cause it's like, I can't keep up with all the shit they're saying, you know? Well, so I actually, I, the only health, like public health announcement that I follow is the Ottawa public health announcers because (laughs) go find them on Facebook. It's hilarious as shit. Mm -hmm. The stuff that they post is ridiculous and they know they're being adorable. Like they're, they're using like, I don't know, like nursery rhymes and stuff to tell people like what's going on. It's the best. Do you know what I'm talking about? Have you seen it? I like, I, I wait for their announcements because they're like, sorry guys, this is a long one. And then they're like, Jack and Jill went up the hill and blah, blah. I'm like, they, it's ridiculous. Um, but they but stood really, six feet apart with their social bubbles and they wore a mask right. and everything's fine. <laughs> they wore a basket. I'll just switch that. Yeah. Just put it on their head. Um, yeah. It's a, uh, so I follow that. I mean, I do watch the news a painful amount and I shouldn't because I'm probably going to get an ulcer soon just from all the, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's hard not, it's hard. Like you want to be involved and you want to know what's going on, but you also feel overwhelmed by it. And it's, yeah. it sucks because there's, I don't think there is any more a healthy balance to like yeah. stay involved in what's going on in the world. Things are, things are pretty crazy right now. It's don't just, on many just... levels feel tired all the time it's just like i'm so tired no that's true too i mean i i just wish i could like wring people's necks and scream in their faces like just love each other (laughs) be nice to each other stop being such a dick to each other (laughs) like it's crazy just just make this all go away so i can play a fucking show again please (laughs) that too i mean wear a goddamn mask and we'll talk later and like it's all gonna be okay like just Science is real. Science is helpful. Science is good. Like that's all hail science. Thank you. Jesus. Yeah. Like I'm a big fan. Yeah. I like science. Science is cool. I do too. I'm going to listen to science more than some fucking, I don't know, <laughs> internet experts that, you know, gets all their facts from Facebook memes. Right. I, I, I you know, I, how old are, how old are your parents? Uh, they're, they're going to be in their seventies soon. Yeah. Do they use social media? No. No. Okay. So both of my parents are on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Um, They, they share memes and share Mm -hmm. links and share things all the time. And I have had to pull them aside so many times and be like, listen, if you share a photograph with words on it, I mean, if you share a photograph with words on it and it's something that is an opinion Mm -hmm. that is not being stated as a fact, 
Sure. It's fine. If that's what you feel, if it's your opinion, cool. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's like saying like, I love it when the sky is blue, like whatever. (laughs) But, but if it says something on there, that's like, um, supposed to be some kind of fact about a person or a quote from someone, if there's no link to a source, please don't share it mom and dad. And I, I do this all the time. I like all the time. I'm like, dad, hashtags if there's anything that has a hashtag on it take a screenshot and send it to me first because hashtags have weight now like there's there's hashtags that that you don't know like i had this hashtag circling around on my facebook page my personal page that someone was sharing stuff that had like hashtag white strike on it and i was like what is that that? sound sound good so i googled it and it's a it's like a like an alt-right like really really bad thing and i'm like i'm like you guys like if white nationalists are using this you should not be using this you should not do it and if you don't if you know then we have a problem if you don't know you need to know don't share that so wow i'm getting deep i'm sorry no it's all good but it's it's tricky you know you're like the uh, some of these things like I, i swear to god every day someone says something that i'm like what and i have to google it and i'm like Oh, oh, so that's what cancel culture is. I swear, I was like, oh, what's cancel culture? Yeah, I know. Cancel, I cancel things? Okay. Can I cancel stuff? Because I'm going to start, I don't know. I'm going to cancel the alt-right. There you go. Yes. <laughs> you know, like, Jesus. Yes. Um, say no to hate. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like it. basic stuff. You know, just, I put it as, you know, I, I love everybody, but mainly I like to be just left alone. I don't care. Just leave me alone. I don't like to be bothered. <laughs> then you're in the right place. No one's going to Saskatchewan. <laughs> yes. So one of the first words I ever taught my husband of, of Canada, like mm-hmm. before he went to Canada, because we met in Lebanon yeah. and I told him and he like trained to say Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. That was my fault. <laughs> I did that to him. That was your fault. <laughs> <laughs> so if I'm like, Blue. What's Canada? He's like Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. There you go. That's awesome. And then there's Canada. And that's annoying because in Lebanon, they say Canada and they say Canada. Canada. And and there's a place in Ontario called Canada. Canada with a K, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, this is getting complicated, especially with people with accents. Now try to teach them there, there, and there and see if that makes sense for the English language for someone trying to fucking... Honestly, so, sometimes yeah. he corrects me with my English yeah, because that's good. Well, because it gets complicated, you know. That's you fun. you translate things in your head, and I like I always say like shut the light or close the light. Close that's the not light. how you say turn off the light. No, yeah. But no, but I can't how, help myself. <laughs> shut the light. <laughs> shut the light. Open the light. Like these are not things that. But in Arabic, that's how they say it. They say open the light and shut the light. And I'm like, ah, okay. fuck it. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. Yeah, man. There's just so many things. It's it's gotta be so confusing to try to learn English with all the with the grammar. Or the, yeah. the not well, the grammar, but yeah, like the there, 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 you, your, you are honestly. Or, do you do you speak French? No. No. Did you learn any language in school? <laughs> yeah, we well we learned French in school a little yeah. bit. I only know the I only know the foods in French. That's fair. That's all you need, really. Um, Anyways, Quebecois French is not French. So, like, not French French, like, not Parisian French. It is a very different 
It's, is it kind of like an uglier, uglier French, would you say? It's like there's, there's yes. like street fighter French and then there's classy French. And now the listen, French. I love, I love, I love my Canadians. There I'm not going to badmouth anybody. You can if you um, like. I like to talk shit to people on this thing. There's, <laughs> there's just a little bit of like, quack, quack, quack. And, you know, Parisian French is very like, flow like it flows really nice and it's like kind of gentle and i mean it can it can be aggressive but like it's really i just find it really funny i'm just like quack, 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 quack. Yeah. um they're like little ducks yeah, yeah. <laughs> little french ducks yeah yeah like but then the ducks. quebecois like french is so angry sounding to me it's aggressive but it's also like i don't know it's it it reminds me of like if my grandmother from oklahoma learned french oh yeah, I could see that. That makes sense. That's a perfect That's, analogy. Because she used to say, like, we, I went with her to Mexico when I was a little kid, and she said, um, grassy ass for grasses. <laughs> but she she said, grassy ass. And I was like, my, like, five-year-old self was like, grandma. You <laughs> said you ass. Doing? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and everyone just looks at her like, what? Like grassy ass, like mm -mm. it's no, not. That's, that's not how it goes. It's that's not. Not. I think that's wrong, Grandma. <laughs> but bless you. <laughs> yeah, it was cute. It was, it was at least a good memory for me. I'm yeah, no kidding. That's hilarious. That's so funny. Grassy ass. <laughs> yeah. So Quebecois for me is a little bit like that, but I do like it. It's just uh, my my husband speaks French fluently, and he he could speak French to them, but they would speak back, and he was like. What? what are you saying? Yeah. Parkwa? Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. So how I don't even know. I live in Canada and I don't know how far like Quebec is from Ottawa. Isn't it like a two hour train ride or some shit? I imagine. I mean Quebec City is like a like a six hour Oh well fuck. There you go. Quebec City is like I think it's like five or six hours okay. by car. Um Montreal is only like two hours. Okay. Um and like Hull is 25 feet over the bridge okay. like hole gets you know yeah um yeah, no and then there my yeah. buddy used to live here and he moved to um trois rivieres quebec or ottawa ontario i don't know ontario or is it it's ontario he said he's like not far from ottawa so i'm like is it like okay a ferry situation or what exactly is happening yeah right? he's I, probably he's probably on the quebec side like I don't really know anything on the I other side. Yeah. I go west. I, I know the west side. I don't do east. Yeah. Well, I mean, so I have a lot of musician friends in Ottawa. Mm -hmm. And I, my husband's sisters live there. His okay. nieces live there. Um, we have like a lot of family connection there. But the musicians there are amazing. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where I went through my boot camp. Mm -hmm. To be able to perform. Because I, my first gigs there were like, they're like, oh yeah, you play for three hours, play for four hours, bring your own PA system and, and you know, Godspeed. And I did it. I mean, it took forever. Um, but I, you know, I worked it up and the community of musicians there also, they work really closely together. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's an amazing, amazing feature that not enough people do. And I try to, I, I try to emulate that, emulate that within your own scene there in Austin. Like yeah, I mean, I, I do, I try. So I do cover music and I do original music mm -hmm. and the cover music is what usually um, like 
is private events or weddings, birthday parties, things like that, corporate stuff. Um, and, you know, these, these gigs, it helps to talk to people to know what are you charging? What are you doing? Like, how are you getting this? They, these strategies and these things that you're doing to book these gigs are, it shouldn't be a secret. It should be common knowledge so that one, you can help each other out. But two, if, if one person's getting 200 for an hour and another person's getting $50 for an hour, should, yeah. they should know at least. And I'm not saying like broadcast it on like a plaque outside, but yeah. I think that it's good to talk about these things and to make sure people are um, being treated fairly in a sense, but also just so that they know so that they don't undercut themselves. Well, yes. I get underbid by a lot of people whenever okay. I'm working and I get really upset because I'm not, um, I'm not asking an extreme i'm i quote for my services like very i think very appropriately for my skill level um and so when someone quotes much lower whether they're kind of skilled good. or not yeah. they're they're still harming the situation and so i mean i learned those kinds of sharing techniques in ottawa because i booked a show and i was like hey and i got one of my musician friends to come play it with me and i was like hey i, I have this gig and here's how much they're paying and they're like hannah you didn't say yes. And I was like, yeah, I did. Like Why? they don't, they're supposed to pay you this amount and they're offering you this amount. You need to go tell them no. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm like, I already said yes. And they're like, it doesn't matter. You need to tell them no, because we've been working here for decades trying to make sure that everybody gets paid equally and gets paid fairly. And you're, you're new. You didn't know you said yes. I'm like, ah. okay. So then by you saying yes, that perpetuates everything they're trying to work against at that point. Yeah. Well, I mean, because if you, again, if like, if young, younger people come in, like I was the youngest, I was, I was a, like a baby when I yeah. came in there, I was barely like 21. Mm -hmm. um, and I, you know, I was like, let's do this. I'll take whatever I can well, get. Just, and they just were, stoked to play. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Like I, I, I used to do shows and shit like that too, but I'd just take whatever half, you know, you never get money for it. Not local shows. Well, I mean, not in here Ottawa, anyways. In, in Ottawa, every one of my musician friends before the the plague were working sometimes more than seven shows a week wow. myself included when i was there i was i got i mean i got kicked out once <laughs> got kicked out <laughs> of canada yeah kicked out of canada once didn't cross the t's and dot it. the i's yeah <laughs> legally um yeah i i definitely like the only american that i've ever met that's been kicked out of canada but um Fuck. That's so. But it's okay because I got back in. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't gone um, long. Yeah. And so. I had to like join the union and like all oh. these things. Um, it was fine. I I was very young. I didn't understand all the things. Um, and now I understand that I need to always understand all the things before I do anything because right. that was like a really scary situation. But um, my my point is is that when I was working there legally. Mm -hmm. I was performing like seven nights a week. And if I wasn't doing seven nights a week, I was doing seven shows a week. So some of the days would be like two or three shows in a row. Right. And, and, you know, at that each show was like, at that time was like 150 to $250 per show. Sure. That's um, and so it's, you know, but that's something that once you know, once people share that information with you, you know what you're supposed to ask. And you know mm -hmm. that when someone says, Oh yeah, we're doing it for fifty bucks, where you get a pint of beer. It's like no, like I don't need your Keith's 
side. Yeah, I'm yeah. good. Want, I don't. Just yeah. want the money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, I like I learned all of that in Ottawa, and um, I'm really grateful to them. And they are. I don't know if it'd be a fun place to go to right now, but if you do get a chance, hit me up and I'll tell you all the places to go to okay. in the market if they're still there. Because like the place where we had our wedding reception like party at is gone. Oh Jesus! Because of COVID or just yeah, yeah. It was like the most popular bar on on the entrance of the Byward Market. I don't mm -hmm. know how, but it it closed. I mean, and it had been open for nineteen years. Oh shit! Yeah, sure. It it it's it's really upsetting. So yeah. um, I'm sure things are gonna the landscape is gonna change. Mm -hmm. But uh, I can at least still tell you who schedules to go look on their websites and try to find where they're playing at. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I'll take you up on that sometime. It's good stuff. Yeah. Plus, you should go. You should go to Parliament at some time. What is wrong with me? You're Canadian. You should go to Parliament at some time. <laughs> um, and see the lights, the light shows. Oh yeah. Like the summer lights show on Parliament Hill is freaking amazing is it yeah crazy plus whenever they shoot off the fireworks it looks like hogwarts <laughs> which is impressive yeah which yeah. is the best yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just it's worth it just trust me i mean this like it's always a very long dragging story that goes along with the lights show but the oh. lights show is really cool i'm a big fan big fan you're a big fan of canada you just i am <laughs> Just... I have a lot of fond memories there. It was a good time. Yeah. Um, like 3 a.m. poutine mm -hmm. in minus 45 degrees. See, I did thank that. Thank you. Yeah. A lot, of Americans, a lot of Americans I talk to on here can't fathom the cold temperatures in Canada. This, I can't fathom the cold temperatures. It gets to what? <laughs> I honest, honest to God, I, I have had like my tears freeze on my face. I have pulled my phone out of my pocket and it turned off and instantly the, it went ring ring and I look at it and it just goes Done. and shuts off. Um, first time that happened, I didn't even comprehend that it was because it was so cold, but it was minus 40. Too cold for electronics, but that's fine. Yeah, Get I used to there. cry all the time because I couldn't feel my feet. Yeah. I was Canada, a mess. It's yeah. <laughs> It's horrible. Like that's why I don't live there because <laughs> now because I live in Texas where snow's not a possibility. There you go. Exactly. Does it snow? See, it doesn't snow it. in Texas. You're catching it. Um, I mean, I saw it once, and I really? actually took a picture because there was like a like a like a glisten in my hair, like as if snow had fallen. Yeah. But you can't see it that it's snow. But I was like, there's snow, and I took a picture. <laughs> it's so rare. Um, what yeah, would happen if it snowed in Texas? People would just like shut their brains. It would just be like, oh my God, what is this? <laughs> so like, so, so in Northern Texas, it does snow sometimes. Like up, like in up the near, like Is there Oklahoma. mountains in Texas? Okay. Um, so Texas is so big. I can't tell you the answer yeah, to that. I don't know. Right. Probably. probably. Um, I feel like there probably are. There um, be, but yeah. up, up in the panhandle, which is like what's touching Oklahoma, um, there are sections of that that get very cold, mm -hmm. um, I, like near the Arbuckle Mountains. Mm -hmm. um, but those are in Oklahoma, so I don't know if anything crosses over. Um, but I, I mean, I've been there whenever it snows and everything closes. Like Starbucks will close, like everything will close. They're like, oh, they're like, it's, it's raining, hard rain closes everything. <laughs> like they just don't know what to do. Hard rain. <laughs> I will tell you, we have a lot of hail here, 
Yeah. And that is exactly well, you're in you're in Tornado Alley, right? Basically, that's so, the whole thing. Are you outside twice. of Tornado Alley because you're Yeah, we're like Tornado Alley. Oklahoma. I used to live in Oklahoma. Yeah. That's Tornado Alley. Did you see that's, any? I never saw any. I always saw the aftermath because uh, I would be in a bathtub somewhere hiding. Right. Um like yeah. I I've, you know, I've been there through a lot of storms, but mm -hmm. I've never physically seen a funnel cloud. Like right. I've never, yeah. and I'm pretty grateful because I don't think I need, I saw Twister. So yeah. that's all I you don't need, need to right? see. Yeah, I don't, I don't need to I see I saw it. one um, once when I was in like grade, grade four. It was fucking crazy. Oh, really? Crazy. Yeah, it was nuts. There? Yeah. Wow. That, I mean, that reminds me, like a couple of years back, there were a bunch of tornadoes that touched down, um, in Ottawa, in like Ottawa. right outside of Ottawa, yeah, like and four in Orleans, or like yeah. and it was craziness. Like my friends were telling me about this tornado. I'm like, what the shit? Yeah. How do you have tornadoes there? Yeah. Um, my the only earthquake I've ever felt in my life was in Ottawa. See, I didn't even know that was a thing that would happen. I didn't either until it happened, and I was like, what? Just what? Fuck was that? Yeah. <laughs> well, that was an earthquake. Okay, cool. Yeah, weird things happen. Wow weird things happen well, i heard recently there's like so right beside me is alberta so calgary and edmonton and all that and i heard that uh maybe what like a month or something ago a fucking tornado touched down in calgary really like, yeah or like just outside calgary like right by the city like that's crazy you, you see it all the time attention the to what well, the mother nature is telling us well, exactly everything's shifting right so it's just, yeah it's crazy. that doesn't Sound I don't like it, you know. It's just, you know, on top of all the, on top of all the other bullshit you have to worry about, the political shitstorm, the pandemic, and now global warming. Not, not now, but you know, the effects of global. But it's warming showing itself, it's, yeah, it's a lot more day. frequently. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot. Um, and with that in mind, I would say for anybody listening, please, please take care of yourselves and try to find ways to cope, healthy ways to cope, because drinking alcohol and booze just is not going to cut it fully. Not fully. Um, you've got to, there's like, I am trying so desperately to find coping mechanisms right now because things are really unstable and I don't do well with unstable. Yeah. I like, we I like, like routine and right structure and everything like that. And... Yeah. I mean, that's, that's one of the only things that's been calming for me. Like go on the hikes yeah. and prepare meals, like more on a schedule. It kind of makes everything feel like there is a time for things. You know? Well, just kind of like a purpose, right? Like it's, uh, yeah, it doesn't have anything um, crazy. It's like today I did this, so that was something. <laughs> yeah, some something, and I really do recommend for anybody that can to go outside more. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like I still take my phone with me, so I still end up looking at notifications and seeing things and checking on stuff. But I live on my phone because that's how I interact with my fans and yeah. um, booking people. That's how like I stay connected. Mm -hmm. um, but I try more when I'm out there to not look as much. Yeah. And that's nice because it's, it's, you just get a little bit of disconnect from all the crazy. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I found that there's actually trails right outside where I live. Like literally I can walk to the trail from my home and nice. go into the woods and go for miles. Nice. So, you know, these are hidden, hidden little gems. I'm sure everybody's got something like that that they can like sneak off and have a little bit of nature to calm yeah. themselves. Cause if you don't find a way to cope with all this, things are not going to get calmer anytime yeah. soon. I don't think, yeah. um, I wish, but, uh, like it's, it's not looking good. It's not looking great. So. It's not looking great, but we're trying, yeah. we're trying anyways. You're right yeah. though.
I remember the first, well, not the first, but like right when this all started, we were just like locked down because like we got high risk kids, they got asthma and shit like that. So like, well, you better just keep them in from everything. That's what the doctors are saying. Like, okay, fine. But yeah, taking them outside and being like, oh, well, fuck we can do this and we can go outside. It's not such a big deal. <laughs> well, it, it kind of took me a little bit of time to realize that you can just go outside your house. Yeah. Because like, well, go outside. you never know what the hell they're saying from one thing to the next. Like, Well, there's that, but also, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like maybe because you have kids, you are a little bit more used to like outdoor activities and taking them mm-hmm. to parks and stuff like that. But yeah. they did shut down parks and like yeah, play areas here really too. quickly. Yeah. But but I, I feel like, and I, I, I'm, I'm totally projecting, but I feel like you might be a little bit more closer to nature where you are because of the, the landscape there. Um, but for me, like, I really forgot that, like, I could just go on a walk. Like, my gym closed, and I was like, well, that's it. I'm just going to get fat and sit here and just, like, it, yeah. eat chocolate chip cookies until I die. Like, I was really, like, in a very, like, screwed all kind of fashion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I forgot that you can just go outside and walk around, go and like, that's how we learned the trails was like, let's go walk that direction. And we walked down there like, what's down that street? And then turn, check that one out. And like, every time we go a little bit farther and now like, we don't care where we go. Like it, it yeah. used to be like kind of almost, you felt a little bit afraid. I don't really know why, but now it's like anywhere we go feels like we, like, like we know what's, what we're doing. That's awesome. It's empowering, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. Damn right. But I don't unknown. think I would have done that otherwise if it yeah. hadn't been for this, because I wouldn't have given myself the time to do it. Yeah. Well, for you wouldn't sure. have had, you, yeah, exactly. You would not have had the time to do it. No. Before so this guess... happened, I was going like 90 miles an hour and I, I had no time. Like I would literally walk in the house, throw my clothes off and just throw myself into the bed. And I'm like, husband, good night. And yeah. just disappear. Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy. Now it's a Saturday night. And we're partying on Zoom. There you go. <laughs> I swear to God, I thought today was Tuesday. And I was like, oh, this is going to be fun. A little Tuesday hang. Little and then Tuesday. I looked oh, at my Saturday. husband and my drummer and they were like, it's Saturday. Like, oh, wow. Oh. Well, whatever. It doesn't matter. I, I think every day is a fucking Monday now for what it's worth. That's exactly what it feels like. Yeah, Tuesday was giving it too much credit. Yeah, that's a Monday. Tuesdays are way better than Mondays. <laughs> yeah, because Monday's done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Well, the weekends used to be my busy work time. So not having anything on the weekend makes me feel like it's Monday. It's Tuesday. It's Wednesday even. It's, it's very weird. Yeah. I was, I would work on weekends all the time. I did uh, security for a lot of shows up here, a lot of concerts all the time. And now obviously that's not fucking happening. So Ah, it's it's scary you know the industry is shifting so rapidly to try to adapt to this but it's very scary they could have adapted 10 years ago well yes but i mean even so i saw an article today in the newspaper here um online uh not in person (laughs) not on paper um but it is a newspaper um I, I, I saw this article. Basically, there's a nonprofit organization called Black Fret. They do a lot of really interesting things for artists here. And in some sense, if you are a recipient of one of their grants, it's amazing. How to get to them is very incestuous. It's not a very like, you know, it's not a 
it's not like you apply. You have to be yeah. nominated by members, and it's a very bougie, very... Oh, sounds like um, some skull and bone shit going on. <laughs> I mean, I've been to some of the events because I have to go and try to schmooze people and talk to them and tell them what I'm doing and, mm -hmm. you know, try to have them remember my name, things yeah. like that. Um, it's, you know, it's a weird world, but I, I've gone to these events. They are going to be hosting some very selective concerts at one of our big... Um, Austin City Limits uh, like indoor concert mm -hmm. hall. Mm -hmm. They're going to be doing some performances there. Um, basically curated performances that they decide. Um, 300 guests and <clears throat> excuse me tickets are like $200 Holy a shit. person. Um, wow. And they said it's going to be like pod style so you and like five other people can be at each pod. Mm -hmm. um, and it really scared me because I was like, I mean, I had a hard time sometimes going to shows that were like 50, 70 bucks or like, I, oh, let's see, I went to see, um, ah, I went to see Breaking Benjamin, Three Days Grace. Nice. Um, what is wrong with me? <laughs> it, was, it was Breaking Benjamin, Three Days Grace. Why can't I remember? Um, Dorothy Diamante and another one of my favorite bands that I can't remember their name right now because I'm a monster. Um, but they were all on tour together and the ticket was like $140 wow. to go see them. Yeah. And then the next day I went and opened at the event space that they were performing at. Nice. So it was really fun. Awesome. Um, but the first time when I had to pay for it uh, was still only like 150 bucks. And that was to see five bands. Yeah. Like five huge bands, three yeah. of which are my like top, top, top happy happy place yeah i do love three days guys yeah. Yeah, um <clears throat> it's like yeah, that's okay you that's can have you it know, you can have i'm it. a Birkin benjamin fan you can have three days of grace that's fine <laughs> well so three days grace amazed me because those guys are phenomenal performers and they were they put on a flawless show two nights in a row and i was lucky to see them perform both nights and they were they were impeccable and honestly, the musicianship on that stage made me so uh, pissed. Mm -hmm. I was like, fuck, they're really good. There we go, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, damn it. Um, like, Breaking Benjamin were amazing, but yeah. they weren't like that. Like, I honestly was really... Was this, was was this really the lineup with, um, with their, was their new singer there for Three Days Grace, or was it their yes. old singer? Their new singer. No, it was the new singer. See, I prefer um, the old singer. That's my thing. I don't know. Well, I honestly, this guy is killer. Like, I'm, I'm telling you, like, I'm usually converted when I see a live show. Mm -hmm. I was, I straight up was like, that's it. I'm a fan. I'm in. Mm -hmm. It's great. Um, and now listening to their music on the radio, I never really had the same pull. But seeing it in person and seeing how well they did was like, fucking right. Because they, yeah. they put on a really wonderful performance. And actually, awesome. I saw Three Days Grace three times last year. Wow. <clears throat> Wowzers. That's awesome. I know. Well, because wow. they were on tour with Disturbed. Oh, shit. Last year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were opening for Disturbed. So I didn't realize I that Three Days there. Grace was that wildly popular. Because they're, oh, they're yeah. from Canada, right? I mean, like in America. Yeah. But <clears throat> You want to know I something heard, else? I heard they opened for Nickelback's Metallica. Nickelback's real popular, too. Yeah, yeah I know that. I, and that's fine. Yeah, I just... Yeah. See, my thing, my thing with Nickelback is that... They're super good musicians. They are. They're super good songwriters. 
And all they, they had to like do, all the damn time. that's what I'm saying. They're a fucking hit factory. And all mm-hmm. they had to do was write like four solid hits and not worry. And there's a license to print money after that. Basically, yeah. you know, but anybody listening, uh, sell out right off the We're saying that they are the perfect example of what we all want to be, right? Yes. Well, that's what I mean. Everybody hates Nickelback, but I'm saying if you had that Nickelback money, you'd shut your goddamn mouth. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm actually a huge fan, a huge fan of Nickelback for the first three records. And then the mm. fourth record I was okay with. And after that, I wasn't really yeah. into it anymore. I'll give you that. First three records are solid, yeah. I can jump back to like I can jump back to those leader of men any anytime. Day. Leader yeah. of men, and I love that song. Hell yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, I can um, jump on those songs anytime yeah. and go running, go work yeah. out. Like it makes me happy. It like I'm like super. Silver down. Sides Up is still a good album. Yes. You know. Um. You know, these are very controversial things we're talking about. Like that's like fine. I don't give a shit. If I had that, if I had that Nickelback money, I don't give a fuck. I think that's what would. I'm saying. Yeah. People can hate on shit all they want. You know what? They hate because they're jealous, you know? And it's like, uh, that's fine. You can stigmatize the bad, whatever, this and that. At the end of the day, they're sleeping on bags of money and they're fine. They don't care. Yeah, and they get to keep doing it. Yeah, and And that's that's the biggest thing is that, I mean, I've, I've, the reason why I do different kinds of music. So my original music is my passion. This is what I want to be doing for the rest of my life. In order to do it, Mm -hmm. I keep doing the other styles of music and the other kinds of performances because they fund everything else right. and One they also keep the my other. chops up and they also yeah. give me inspiration and they also introduce me to new people mm-hmm. and sometimes new patrons yeah. you know one of my biggest fans that's such an amazing amazing support um saw me performing at a liquor store once yeah there you go back in the day yeah like yeah. I, I, you know, it was like this big fancy grand opening at a liquor store and I was playing at the checkout counter yeah. and she saw me and she, you know, has been following my career ever since. And that's, that's, that's something awesome. that like, you can't, you can't, you, you don't know where it's going to come from. You don't no. know who's going to hear you. So any of these opportunities to get in front of people are you opportunities to get in front of people, Yeah, you know? Yeah. So it's, um. It's weird. It's all weird. Weird, weird world out there. It is. It is. It's a weird <clears> world. <throat> I have a I have a funny Nickelback story, vicariously through someone else. But you know, remember Kitty, the band Kitty, heavy metal band from Canada. Okay. All female. All female band from Canada. And um, I had. This was years ago. This is probably twenty years ago now. But I had I had one of their guitar players, Fallon Bowman, on. And uh, she was telling me that the first time they met Nickelback, they were just like some whatever band and they were each playing this festival, like a radio station festival in Ontario or something. And uh, Chad Kroger came into the dressing room when they were getting ready to go on. He's like, oh, hi, I'm I'm Chad from uh, Nickelback and we're from Alberta or whatever. And they're like, oh, cool. I was like, yeah, well thanks, maybe we'll see you around. And like later that year, they're at the Junos and they won a Juno and all this and that. It's like, that's pretty good. That's pretty funny. (laughs) Okay, Chad, whatever. (laughs) You know, that's something that I, 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 I can't presume to like know how it's all going to feel, but I, I've met a lot of famous musicians Mm -hmm. and I've also met a lot of people that I didn't know were famous until after they walked away and someone told me and everybody, people are just people. 
you know? So you yeah. hope that they're the people that you are fond of as performers and that you mm -hmm. idolize. I, you hope that they are as uh, genuine as they, you know, as you yeah. feel them from yes. the performances and things like that and 100%. interviews and all that stuff. I mean, I'm a terrible liar. Mm -hmm. So it really helps to like know that I'm usually saying like, I'm being honest yeah. about myself because I really don't know how to do um, oh, yeah. like the fibbing thing I've tried. It's like really bad. Um, but you know, you, I don't know. Like I've, I, who is it that I, I feel like I accidentally met somebody that I was like, what? Like I didn't know who Philip Bailey was from earth, wind and fire. Holy shit. Yeah. And I like, I worked with him for like a whole week and like, really? it took me like three days to figure out who he was. And finally, like when someone like really laid it on, I was like, oh my God. Um, I met Burt Bacharach. That was like, that was absurd. Like I had, I mean, I, I felt very uneducated whenever I was like experiencing these things. I'm like, how am I supposed to know all the Burt people Bacharach. out in the world? There's too many of them. There's so many. Um, how could I possibly? <laughs> like there needs to be an app where you can yeah. just take, take a screen, a picture. take a picture of who are you? <laughs> I'm kidding. We're not supposed to have stats those. Those and, No, you can't have no. China. No, they they can't, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, but all that to say is that, you know, hopefully, you know, I'm, I'm glad that the story isn't like they were complete dicks and then they went on to get a bunch of Junos. No, they were like, yeah, you know, like, they were like nobody were just saying, hey, and, yeah. you know. <laughs> Loved your set. Bye. Yeah. Thanks, Chad. Yeah. See you down the road. <laughs> yeah. Like, you, you really never know. I mean, I... I remember when I met, um, like I went to see the All-American Rejects, who- Love that band. Love you that know band. who I'm talking about? Oh, okay. oh yes, I, I do. Absolutely. So they're from Stillwater, Oklahoma. So I right. saw them play in Oklahoma whenever wow. they were babies. And yeah. like, I was a baby. I was like 12 sneaking yeah. into like a bar and you have to get the X on your hand and you know, mm -hmm. all that stuff. Um, and I remember seeing them and then like a couple of years later they were on MTV whenever MTV still did music and like VH1 yeah. and all this stuff and I'm like what? Yeah. This madness. Um, but they were just a bunch of kids you know like every, people are just people you mm -hmm. know we're all just humans in the end. <laughs> like, That's yeah exactly. Trying to be superhuman do you know amazing things but it's not well, but as as music fans, like you know, we we do put these we do put musicians that we listen to up on such a pedestal. Yes, it's like and this it is person a very dangerous just, place to put. Uh, yeah, no, it is for sure, hundred percent. I remember the first, like I've I've interviewed some well to me like big big people that I've admired and stuff. Like I interviewed Max Cavalera from Sepultura and Soulfly and all that, and I was like, holy fuck! Like I remember I was talking to my friends the night before, and I'm just telling them like. I'm so nervous because he's like one of my favorite fucking singers of all time. Like this dude's like the man. Well, dude, he's just like a person, you know, he's just, I'm like, yeah, fuck you. Right. He was just a dude. He's cool. I mean, <laughs> the more, the more people you meet and the more times that you get that realization, yeah. it helps. Yes. But at first it's like, what? I mean, so I, um, I think I've become like jaded because of my pr producer, but my producer is John Moyer, the bass oh. player for disturbed. That's your producer. Yeah. Fuzz? Uh, John Moyer. Oh, John Moyer. No, sorry. John Moyer. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, that's bass player number two. Bass player number two, that's right. Fuzz yes. was the first one, John Moyer. Yes. yes. Um, I did not know that. That's crazy. Wow. But John's been with, with Disturbed for like 13 years mm -hmm. or 15 years now. See, I, I, mean, stopped, I stopped listening to Disturbed after Believe came out. I liked oh, that really? Believe album. Loved it. The Sickness, I'm still a huge fan of. That's a fucking sweet album. And uh, then I just, I don't know. I don't know why. Well, 
I mean, I think everybody has their own flavor. Like there's, I mean, I, so I'm a, uh, I'm a diehard Evanescence fan. Yes. Amy Lee, love her, but I still can listen to whole records of hers and be like, these are my three favorites. Everything else is not no bueno. Like I can still do that. (laughs) I'm not, you know, like, well, because, you know, everybody has their own style. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'm like, this is too much Evanescence style. Like you guys are just repeating, like it feels, and, and I, love them to death i think she is a brilliant glorious trailblazing badass um i want to be her like i'm fine i like i'm totally okay being honest about these things um but all that to say like i think anyone would you know you can have a a judgment because it's music you just it's subjective right yeah it does like what the the fuck am i i'm just some asshole but it's like i like i love their first two albums for sure well i think people used to take it a little bit more seriously too like you couldn't say you can't say that or like, I listened to Evan. Did you say Nickelback? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like you can't, you, it used to be like something that was like, um, almost dangerous to be like, like oh, I love Mud Shovel by Stained. Like, what? Um, no, you don't. No oh, one does it. I love Stained. I never showed that song. I you know what? Stained. Sorry to just, I'm not, I'm not a creepy person, but I was looking on Facebook. I was not on your profile. I was, um, I was, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get the singer for Cold on here, Scooter. And I saw, Scooter, that, yeah. I saw that you were a fan of theirs on Facebook. And I thought, well, that's cool. Because I, I am. His drummer and, lives here in Austin. And I have seen him a lot. Mr. Uh, Mr. Sam. Sam, uh, what the hell is his nice name? Cand- Candles. Uh, Candless? Candless. That's a Candless. Yeah. Yes, but I, I saw that and I was like, it's like, oh, Hannah Bearcat's a fan. I was like, goddamn right. Good. Oh, there you go. That's off. That's my story. I fucking love gold. They're one of my favorite um, bands. I mean, I know like Lindsay Manfredi, the bass player, and and Sam, the the drummer, but like I don't know them. Yeah, you know, I know you're saying like to be like, what's up? It's me, it's who? Hannah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like they they'd be like, who? Like, uh, oh, sorry. were your friends on Facebook? Oh, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. I would um, love to get it. That you know, it's actually. I'm glad you bring that up because like it's it's actually. Uh, what I was getting at with like my producers, like this big shot, mm-hmm. you know, like amazing performer mm-hmm. and world traveler, world class musician, like all these things. And like when I first met him, I was terrified of him yep. and I was always nervous. And I was like, oh, my God, how do I approach this conversation? And like every time I needed to like talk about what we were going to be working on, I was like, Ugh. Yeah. and now like. I don't even say hi when I text him. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, I just text him and I'm this. like, what is the mix? Dick. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and like, I love him like a brother. Like, I le- legitimately like tell him I love it when I see him. And like, that's something that, you know, it, it takes hours and hours of spending time with someone before you get comfortable with them. But like, you remember, you've got to remember every time you meet somebody, no matter how cool you think they are in your head, they're just people. And like, yeah. that's a, th- it's a thing. And also, the whole like you know oh you'll meet someone famous and they'll like hook you up and like it'll be you know you'll be there is no such thing as that no i have met so many famous people and i am not famous just saying i'm i'm the obvious i'm like i'm this is proof (laughs) look at me (laughs) i'm sitting in my grandfather's chair look at this that's sweet. Yeah. I wish I wish I had my grandfather's chair. I have a stick behind me. <laughs> I saw that stick. It's a nice stick. I was looking at it. Is that your trail stick? He's on your um, trails. No, it's a it's a That's it's a stick the, that somebody carved for me see, whenever I was a child. Yeah, it is and I keep fancy. it 
as it has like lots of different things on it. I don't think anyone's ever seen my stick. Um, it has lots of it has lots of things carved on it. But um, they made it for me a long time ago, whenever I was very little, in Wales, in the UK. Wonderful. That's awesome. And I figured I might as well keep a weapon nearby. You should sleep with a hunting knife under my pillow. So I. Well, you never know. I mean, there's snakes. No, I stopped doing that because I accidentally punched my husband in the face while I was asleep once, uh, and I realized I shouldn't have weapons buried nearby. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you don't want to do that. That's probably yeah, a good I choice. Yeah, they don't like getting woken up. Fair enough. No. Fair enough. No, I didn't mean to. I was I was fully asleep at the time, but I double punched him like one two. Um, so after that, I was like, maybe no weapons, maybe. maybe. Just, just, just keep the stick. <laughs> I told you, women, we gotta be vigilant. You, you have know? to be. No, like we we do. So, hundred <laughs> percent. Absolutely, man. Like my of, stick. <laughs> a lot of bastards out there and bugs. So keep that stick handy. Yeah. I'd put the knife somewhere else, maybe not under the pillow, but within arm's reach for a tarantula. And just... Honestly, that knife's long gone. Good. That's probably. Don't know where it went, though. But it's gone. Oh God, what have you done? <laughs> I know. I really don't know. I, honestly, it's been a decade, and I really can't remember where. <laughs> God, it's for the best. That's funny. Well, my friend, it's it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. I had a great time. <laughs> Thanks, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you five. The last couple minutes here, you tell us how we can support you during this time, where we can I find hope- you online, all that sort of stuff. The coolest thing that you can do for any musician right now is to go find them on all of their social platforms and their, where they're streaming their music and give them hearts and likes and share it with your people. Um, for me, like I, I'm always just trying to reach new fans, new followers, new, new hearts. Like that's, that's my plan, you know? Um, so sharing with people is the best, the best thing. Um, we're on Facebook, Hannah Bearcat Music. Um, someone has Hannah Bearcat and they won't let me have it. So Why? it's Hannah, You're Hannah Bearcat. On Facebook. <laughs> I'm like, their name is not even Hannah. I'm like, how dare you? Um, I've had this conversation with this person online. And they still thing. said um, no? No, I think they think I'm like, I think they think I'm like special and that I should give them a lot of money. You know, they're like, maybe like two grand or three grand or something. I'm like, I'm not going to buy the I'm Facebook handle buy from my me. fucking so, name back. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Right. I, I, I really do get upset. I'm like, your name is not even Hannah, and you, you use it, you say it's for business, but you're a stay-at-home mom. <laughs> I'm like, really upset. Do not harass Hannah Bearcat. Okay. Anyways, you can find us Hannah Bearcat Music, H-A-N-N-A-B-A-R-A-K-A-T. And we're on Spotify and Tidal and every single platform on, on the musical earth. We are on it. Um, and we have, uh, oh, there's a new tune coming out in a little bit. Um, Dangerous Game. I am really excited okay. about this song. So if you want to stay up to date, follow me on Instagram because that's where I post most of the fun behind the scenes in the studio stuff with John, okay. which is fun too. Yeah. But like, I, I'm like really trying to advocate for all the musicians out there. Like go find yeah. their YouTube pages and subscribe. Um, People go, don't realize go how like- far the, yeah. That goes far, uh-huh. especially today. That goes far. All those likes, yeah. it changes the algorithms, it puts everybody, you know. It does. I mean, people are really struggling and like it, advertising and things like that. Things are it, are really strange right now. So mm-hmm. anything, you know, giving people thumbs up on their videos, things like that, those are all really um, helpful things, yep. you know. Um, and I can tell you every musician out there will appreciate it. 
Yeah. Um, and hopefully they'll respond, you know, if you leave a comment or something like that, because mm -hmm. we all feel it like that's, you know, it's our way of staying in touch right now, whenever we can't go out and hug fans and, and talk to them after shows and sell merch and, yeah. you know, like all these things are, are, it's just a different world. Yeah. So it helps everybody. 100%. For sure. Plus you get to hear music and maybe you'll even like it. Uh, good music. If I do say so myself, there you go. We try. You do well, you know, that's what I mean. Thank it's you. like, that's all I can say for you people is listen to Hannah Barricat for Christ's sake. And you'll actually hear something worthwhile because there's a lot of music that comes out these days that's just meh to me, but not you, friend. You got it. I appreciate that. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, this was a pleasure. Yes, for sure. Well, let me know when the new single comes out. I'll talk to. Oh, I will. I'll talk to Kurt and Paul. I'll get it from them, but I'll, I'll also harass you when it comes out and I'll play it for you on my shows. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. All righty. Well, you take care. Watch out for bugs. And you too. If you videotape the cricket plague when it happens, I'd love to see. I'll try to keep an eye out for the it. I'm not really around. Everybody running away. <laughs> screaming. It's like I swear the grocery store is the one that will get you. You're just walking around, there's just crickets everywhere. It's they jump out of the lettuce. It's, no, it's I don't thing. like it. Okay, all right, that's fine. <laughs> that's good. Well, sleep in fear, everyone. If you're afraid of crickets, you won't like it. <laughs> oh, man. All right, have a good night. You too. Nice to meet you. You take care. Bye. Bye. This episode of the Podcast was brought to you by FunkyMoosRecords.ca. Head over to that website, start digging through their vinyl, ship it right to your doorstep. FunkyMoosRecords.ca while you're there. At checkout, use the discount code LIMBO, 10% off, first order. You're going to love it. You'll be back. I promise. <laughs>